is Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hurley, Community Editor for the Plainsman. And I'm Evan Melans, Assistant Community Editor for the Auburn Plainsman. Well, this week, our guest is Mayor Ron Anders. And Evan, do you, uh, I think you've got a little bit more information on him. Yeah, so uh, Mayor Anders is an Auburn native and graduate of Auburn University. And he's lived the majority of his life in Auburn and has been involved in city proceedings and politics for a large portion of his lifetime. As a young professional in Auburn, he served as a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and he helped create the Auburn 2020 Plan. The mayor also has a history with Auburn sports, both collegiate and youth. He's credited with bringing the Dixie Youth World Series and the Alabama High School Super 7 Football Championship to the Plains, all before taking a seat on the city council, not to mention being involved in Auburn University athletics and one special position that you will learn about in just a few more minutes. Um, in 2012, he was asked to fill a vacated seat on the city council. In 2014, he was elected to that same seat for a four-year term. In 2018, he won the election and became Auburn's newest mayor. Well, Mayor Anders has certainly had an impact on the community, I would say, considering his lifelong involvement here. I mean, there's even a downtown bookstore that has his last name on it. We sat down with Mayor Anders to talk about his past that's painted in orange and blue and his plans for the future of Auburn. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mayor Anders. I'm thrilled to be here. Auburn University is certainly very important to the Auburn community and Auburn student bodies, the most important part of Auburn University. So I'm thrilled about being a part of this. Yeah, so we just want to give our readers and our listeners um, a little bit of a get to know you better. So I understand that you're kind of Auburn born and bred. What was it like growing up on the Plains? It was really awesome. Uh, it was, uh, I feel very blessed that I was raised here in Auburn. My family moved here when I was just a baby and I spent my entire life here. I had a couple of years after college where I went to Birmingham and saw another side of the world, but I've basically been here my entire life and it was a great place to live. It was certainly a different town in the seventies and eighties than it is today. Um, I was very free to ride my bicycle all over the place. Nobody worried about the traffic and the and the crowds and that kind of thing. Um, my parents brought my brother and I to downtown many days and just let us meander in and out of all the businesses and ice cream shops and lemonade shops in downtown Auburn, and we would wander onto campus and play football with our friends, and that's just where we had our fun. And so um, it, was a, it was a grand place to live. A lot of our activities centered around things that were going on on campus and I can remember speaking of homecoming and a, the great tradition of those days was homecoming floats that the fraternities would create in their front yards and they were giant and bigger, larger than life to a child. And so we always spent the Fridays of before homecoming going around town and, um, and looking at all the different kind of floats. And so it was just a charmed existence to watch the Vernon Bulldog parade from my dad's uh, front porch of his business and, and to be so actively involved in all things Auburn. And the school system was excellent. And, you know, what we have here today is certainly a lot more than we had in those days, Elizabeth, but we didn't know any better, and we cherished those moments for what they were. Mm -hmm. so, so Auburn was changing, right? And now we are in this place where Auburn has continued to grow, and how does it feel to be a part of that? Because, you know, you worked for the bookstore for a while, and... Then you were a member of the Chamber of Commerce, correct? I was. Yeah. Um, so what was it like? What were some of your greatest accomplishments in that? Well, time? that was um, 
you know, my, my parents had paved a, a wide path for me uh, as community servants. My dad had served as chairman of the Chamber of Commerce. My mom helped um, uh, find – she was a founding member of the first hospice in Lee County. There had not been a hospice, and so she and a couple of ladies put together a hospice. And so those were just some of the examples of things that they were involved in, but they were so – but they were very, very involved. And so when I moved back home and, and eventually was married and started my own family – getting involved in the community is just something that was very natural to me to do and something very encouraged by my father who owned the business that I was working for. And so being a part of the Chamber of Commerce and bringing the Dixie Youth World Series to Auburn and doing the things I participated in in those years, the Boys and Girls Club, I thought was just kind of what Sanders were taught to do. That was just kind of part of our DNA. But Auburn continued to, once again, we continued to evolve and change as as a very small town with a large university to a community that um, that had a diversified job base, that had a diversified commercial base, that invested heavily in its school system, which attracted all kind of people. And then Auburn University was also making the determination that they were wanting to grow their enrollment um, at that time. And so all that came together. And yes, I was I was fortunate to be a part of those things. But uh, ultimately, as I look at Auburn today, I think that the benefits um, – certainly outweigh some of the encumbrances that come with growth. Um, we've got uh, a much greater um, selection of places to eat and shop than we used to. Our medical care is is much more valuable to us than it was in those days. Um, our jobs are second to none as we continue to attract high-paying jobs to our community, and our relationship with Auburn University is, is, uh, is, is really awesome, and I would put it up against any town and gown university relationship in the country. And so – um, it was great to be, you know, to, to kind of, to kind of, you know, work in the, in the civic area in those years that I was also working for my family and, and, uh, and ultimately a lot of those roads ended up to where I am today. Definitely. Yeah. Well, in 2012, you were kind of asked to take up a seat, um, after Miss, uh, Sheila Ekman left to join the, uh, Lee County Commission. Sure. Why'd you decide to join the council? Well, look, Elizabeth, I, to be honest with you, I'd been tracking in that direction for a while. And if Miss Ekman, um, who is a cl- close family friend, um, she and my mother are probably very best friends, um, she kind of beat me to the punch. She put her, put her name in the ring, put her hat in the ring before I could, um, which really put me on the sidelines because I wasn't going to ever run against her. And, um, and so I just had to wait my time. And it was, it was, it was all the right thing, Elizabeth, because – it allowed me to kind of get my kids past certain stages of life where they need, you know, a, a different kind of active parental situation. Um, and so ultimately when I was able to to be appointed to the council, my kids were in a situation where they didn't, I wasn't having to brush their teeth and pick their clothes out for them. And we were still toting them around town, but a lot of things they were doing for themselves. So from a family perspective, it was it was really a blessing to have had to stay on the sidelines all those years. But being appointed to the council to take Sheila's place was a great responsibility because she had done a great job on behalf of the citizens of Ward Two, and um, and I was grateful that the mayor and the city council at that time thought I was the right person to take her place. So now, obviously, Mayor Anders, you ran for mayor in, in uh, 2018. Why'd you decide to run? I felt called to do it, Elizabeth. I can't. I don't want to over spiritualize this interview, but I I think when you want to take on a job like that, you there better be something permanent and and really motivated in your life to do that because it's a tough job, and if it's a flippant decision or you're being 
or it's based only on the encouragement of others, then I think the nature of this job will eventually wear you down and wear you out and you'll lose interest and you'll lose momentum. And so I've just, you know, besides my faith and my family, you know, my love of my community has always been the third priority in my life. I can't really explain that. And some people would say that that's probably a little ridiculous, but the truth is that's who I am. And so I I deeply care about this community. I feel like that I have been prepared uh, along the way with my different life experiences, whether it was with my family business or with my civic opportunities or whether it's being on city council um, to, to be able to make the kind of decisions that a mayor has to make. And, um, um, and look, I've received a lot of coaching and tutoring along the way by former mayor ham. He's, he, he came to me a while back and said, you need to be the person to replace me one day. And so we've been kind of talking about this for a while and, um, I did have a lot of community support, which I felt very fortunate by. But it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's just something I feel really called to do. So last November, you created a task force to discuss um, short-term rentals in Auburn. Yeah. So what are you hearing from community members and members of the task force? Well, it's a very divided subject. Um, you know, to make it very simple, uh, I believe that you've got a new generation of people that travel differently than the, the older generations of people do. And so with that, with us being in a college community, with us being in an active place that has a lot of cool and interesting things going on, with us being a place that our alumni love to come back to, um, the opportunity for this new form of traveling mm-hmm. has emanated in our community. And it was going on in the last quadrennium when the former council was in place, but it had, and we were starting to hear the noise, but, um, but it's really kind of exploded in the last couple of years. And so my thought was, look, this is going to be a hard decision. This is going to be emotional, um, and we're not going to make everybody happy, but we got to have a decision. Right now, Auburn had no law. All we could say is if people were doing something wrong that our nuisance ordinance would cover, then we would go tell people to turn the music down or, or to get the car out of the front yard or to pick up your trash or things like that. Well, this community deserves to have a policy. We deserve to have a law. The citizens deserve it. The property owners deserve it. The people who want to travel to Auburn deserve that. And so it was my determination to have one. But under the new um, leadership style of being open and listening well and transparent, it was my just instinct that this was such a decision and such a um, difficult um, policy to ultimately make that we better take our time to listen as as much as we could to people. And so we've taken our time and we have, um, we've had public meetings. We have had draft ordinances. We have had task force meetings. And so I think when it's all said and done, this will have probably taken about 11 or 12 months to get to the finish line. And I believe that we'll have some kind of policy in place, hopefully before the calendar turns to 2020, and that will give people who have properties, if we do make decisions that change the purpose and use of their property, that hopefully we'll put something in, in place that gives them some time to adjust. I, uh, I, you know, we've decided now to look at this a little bit differently. We're going to, the people who live in their homes that rent out bedrooms or basements or garages but stay in their house, we're going to look at that differently than investor-owned properties. And I, I believe that's the right way to do it. 
Um, so ultimately, we'll have a couple of different ways we'll look at this. Probably the punitive repercussions of people who don't do things the right way um, could look the same if we were to approve both of them. I do think we've got to be very firm in what we say is going to happen if you don't follow our policies, and that's administratively, that's financially, or that's just the con- conduct of your guest. Um, we've got to give those people, if we allow this in those neighborhoods, surety that we're not going to allow them to be overrun with bad acting characters mm-hmm. who don't care about them or this community that just show up to have a good time. And so, you know, and, and that takes people and it takes people yep. to run this and to see about this. And I was talking to mayor Walt Maddox in Tuscaloosa and they dealt with this last year. And he said, I'm hiring two people to do nothing but oversee short-term rentals on behalf of the city. Wow. So it's a, it's a massive deal. And, and, and the city's got to be prepared to manage this. And right now we're not, we're not staffed to take on. If you look at how many people are participating in this with all the different outlets, if we tried to govern all that, we don't, we don't have the staff in the city to do it. So it's a, it's a really big deal, and we're gonna, I feel certain we'll have a law in place. And look, as I said at the last task force meeting, we'll evaluate it in a year. And if we've made a mistake, hopefully we'll big, be big enough to say we need to change this. Um, if we need to alter something slightly, we'll be big enough to say we need to do that. Yeah. And if it's worked, then hopefully we'll be able to say this is working and this is what we're going to continue to do. But I can promise you this, and anybody that listens, we're not going to make everybody happy. And and it's just one of those things that it's just the nature of what we're deciding. We're not going to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. You have to make some tough decisions. No question. This will be one of the tougher ones. Mm -hmm. So you also formed the Diversity and Inclusion Task Force. Um, At a meeting you said, I don't know what will end up coming from this, but I do know that we've got the right people involved. Do you still feel that way? Absolutely. We've, uh, and we're getting closer. I mean, we're, we're to the point now where we're looking at putting together um, some type of permanent structure that ultimately the city council will have to vote on to approve its establishment. But I thought, and I always think, that the people we had in the room working on this initially were, were people who cared and people who were invested in this process. And, um, and not everybody understands this, and not any, everybody values this, but when you run for mayor, um, you get to meet a lot of people, and when you're the mayor, you're not just the mayor of the people you hang out with on Saturday night. You're the mayor of everybody. And so as prosperous and as productive and as acclaimed as Auburn is, um, there's st- still a lot of people or a number of people who feel left on the sidelines. And um, it's just important that we make sure that – that everybody is included um, and that everybody has a chance. And I'm not one to take chances and opportunity away from others and give it to people, but certainly I want to make sure that the doors are open for everyone and that everyone receives that invitation. And so that's where we are. We've been meeting. We've been, I mean, we've, we've met, I don't know, five or six times. We've, we've taken a field trip to Montgomery to the Legacy Museum, which was very enriching. Um, we have gone and met with different groups of people in town um, that you would probably consider to be minorities. And so I have met people that um, I would never have had a real reason to meet if I wasn't the mayor. And um, we've received a workshop from Dr. Clayton uh, here at the university. And so I feel like we're moving in a good direction right now. And I feel like that once again, before the end of the year, I think the city council will have a kind of a document in front of them that talks about 
here's a, here's a committee, a board, whatever we end up calling it, and this is how many people are going to serve, and, um, and these are some of the bullet points of what their job description is. Uh, and, then, um, and then hopefully the city council will, will approve that, and we'll get that group started working in the future, and there will be things that they can do, whether they're public things that, that they can do or whether they're things that happen behind the scenes, but they're going to be an active force to make sure that, that everybody in Auburn has a seat at the table when they need a seat at the table. So this is going to transition into a permanent group? I hope so. Now, ultimately, okay. the city council has to approve that. I mm-hmm. can't just say it's going to be. I certainly, as the mayor, will encourage the city council to to think that way, and so will Councilman Stephen Dixon. Um, and I believe if we put together a good plan, I don't want to, you know, I, I didn't want to do something emotionally that just created these people who got around to the table and they didn't really have a, a task, a job description. So we've really been thinking about talking about like, what are the things they're going to do and why are they going to get together and meet? And so, um, and so we're, we're even getting as granular as what is the name of this? And that's one of the things we're doing now, but we've, we've had great participation. We've had, you know, we've had racial diversity on there. We've had religious diversity. We've had sexual orientation diversity. Um, and so we've gotten around the table, and we've had some really great discussions that have never, ever happened on this level in this community's history. They might have happened privately, but they've never happened publicly. And so um, I believe, and I'm not patting myself on the back or any of this community, but look, we've, we've come a long ways just having this group get together and have these meetings. And, um, and so, I, you know, I think we're, our pace is good, and um, – I hope, hopefully, ultimately, we'll have an entity that will be sustainable for the future, no matter who the mayor is. Certainly, is there is there one specific policy this group is aiming to? Well, I, I wouldn't say. <sighs> Look, I'm I'm all about diversity, but I'm also probably politically a conservative. Okay, I I'm not trying to create more things for the government to do. I want people to take the bull by the horns and do it themselves, and so. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not, we haven't talked about, well, the city should make people do this, or the city should do that. I mean, obviously, the city has its own uh, personnel policy dealing with these certain things, and we have agreements that when people have contracts with the university, they have to honor those same policies. But I'm, right now, I'm not comfortable going out and trying to tell the private sector how they're supposed to do their business related to these things. But I do think we're starting, we're setting a good example of a, a progressive mindset of people who, are, who have all gotten together, who all respect each other, who find value in one another, um, who are going to try to break, who are going to try to lower walls. I'm not saying we're going to break down all the walls right now, but we're going to lower the height of the walls mm-hmm. so we can climb over them. And, um, and I'm hoping that, that that will lead to some positive things in the future. Um, and ultimately, in one day in the future, if Auburn wants to decide to be more aggressive with some type of government policy, then that will be those determinations. But right now, that's not where I would, would like to see this entity be. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the future and what you want to So what do you want to see Auburn look like in five years? You know, that's something I probably ought to be thinking about all the time, Elizabeth. And <laughs> um, Well... You know, I'm a little bit naive, but I would love to think that we've got an that an Auburn in five years is is an Auburn that um, 
that can communicate openly and directly with one another and that um, spends more time in front of one another and across the table with one another and less time on social media. Um, I would love for an Auburn in five years to be an Auburn whose commercial um, growth has been one that when people in our town make a determination that they need to purchase something, that before they turn their phone on, before they turn their laptop on, that they think about, it's just ingrained in them. I can buy that in town. I can buy that here. I know the person who owns that franchise. I know the person who owns that business. And I understand that sales tax is what drives the, all the services we receive as a citizen. So I need to buy that here. I would love I would love to see that hospital that's about to be built out at the research park. I can't wait to see what it turns into in five years. It's starting out as this, as outpatient, um, as emergency, but what is it gonna what are the plans in five years for that? Um, you know, in five years we will have made probably a decision as to whether Auburn's gonna have a second high school or not. And I would be very proud to think that that is a decision that was well vetted well-debated, well-discussed, and that everybody firmly understood the dynamics of whatever we did at that point in time. And because of the, because of the um, value that people put in our school system, um, that people would ultimately would all be on the same page moving forward about what we do about that. Um, hopefully in five years, we've, we've had a transportation and uh, traffic plan that helps us get people around town a little bit better. Um, in particular, we're still looking for that outer loop road to be built, uh, and we're going to need federal help because it's going to be have to we're going to have to get dollars from Washington mm-hmm. to make that happen. Uh, I would hope that we are continuing to attract great quality businesses that allow students that go to school at Auburn to either stay here or to come back here, but once again allows us to have great paying jobs so that anybody that wants to work here, whether they're a college graduate or a high school graduate has got a great opportunity to provide for a family and have a wonderful life here in Auburn. So those are kind of the things. I don't know if that's specific enough. Um, I hope downtown Auburn is still prospering, and I hope downtown Auburn is still occupied by every generation of person that lives here. And uh, and once again, as much as we love the students and as much as there's 30,000 students across the street from downtown, I believe, I've always believed that Auburn is best when everybody is downtown, whether you're retired, whether you're pushing a baby carriage, whether you're a visitor, or whether you're a student, that we all need to be in and around downtown hanging out together because we can't change the fact that that's the heart of our city. So you're nearing your first year mark as mayor. I am. Uh, In October, you're going to give your State of the City address. October 28th. There we go. So if you had to say it right now, if you had to give your speech right now, what are some things you would say to the people of Auburn? Well, we're, Auburn's a great place to live. Auburn's not perfect, but it's great. Our bond rating is the second highest in the state to the city of Huntsville. That's fantastic. We have brought in more money than we budgeted for. We have spent more or less money than we told you we were going to spend. But we've had a difficult year. We have, um, we've had four policemen that have been shot, one that's been killed. We've had a tornado that took 23 of our neighbors, including about 10 of our employees. Um, We've had a tragedy with a voice that tells all the great stories in our athletics um, that he and his wife were tragically killed um, in a very difficult situation. 
And so it's not been an easy year for Auburn, without question. But we've gotten through those things, and here we are, and we've got so much to hope for. Uh, we have brought in, by the end of this year, we brought in almost 500 jobs and over $200 million in capital investment and facilities here. They're employing our people. We've announced a new hospital, and we're having this state of the city in this unbelievable performing arts center that you normally only see in metropolitan areas. Um, and so Auburn has had the most difficult time in its history, but here we are the best place to retire in Alabama, one of the most prosperous cities in Alabama, one of the most economically viable communities in the South, a community whose eatery culture is just unbelievable for a town our size. And so we've got a lot to do. Uh, we've got a lot to be proud of, um, but we've got so much more we can accomplish. And so those will be some of the backdrops of my message that night. Well said. Yeah. Um, Here's my last question is, what's your favorite part of the job? Yeah, it's just people. I'm, you know, I, I was raised in a family retail business, and um, how you treated people, how you listened to people, um, really in a competitive family business had everything to do with, with the success of your business. And so that was just ingrained uh, in me. Um, my parents ingrained a lot of things in me. Um, but I love I love to talk and listen to people and hear their visions and their dreams of Auburn and their concerns of Auburn. And uh, those things are very rich and rewarding uh, to try to make Auburn better. So those would be, that's probably the thing I enjoy the most. Well, thank you so much for talking with us, Mayor Anders. We do. I was wondering one more thing. What are you doing in 2022? I'll be running for mayor. Awesome. That's my plan. Of course, <laughs> things can change, but I do plan to run for re-election. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and helping us unlock Auburn. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. Thank you so much to Weagle for giving us the studio space to record and produce this podcast. Join us next week as we break down more about your local government. I'm Elizabeth Hurley. And I'm Evan Meelans. Join us next week for the next episode of Public Hearing.